I want to invite your attention back to Psalm 126. Pastor Derek read it a few minutes ago. And it was in the moment that he read it that the Holy Spirit said, yeah, that's the one. Psalm 126, a song of ascents. Stop right there. When the Psalms give a, a, a superscription, it's an indication not just of what's about to be said, but the occasion in which it is said. Um, the, the Psalms are the hymn book of the Israelites, and all of them are songs that are sung with different purposes. Whenever you read the Psalms and you get to one that says a song of ascents, the purpose of a song of ascents is, is these are the songs that the Israelites would sing on the long, tedious journey to Jerusalem. Whenever they would go to Jerusalem for festivals, um, they would pull out the hymn book on the way and they would sing particularly the songs of ascents. Now, if you ever go to Israel, you got to go to Jerusalem. And if you ever go to Jerusalem, there's going to be one thing you're going to you're going to notice if you walk for five minutes. It's a lot of hills. Um, it's a difficult journey from wherever you are to Jerusalem because it's uphill the whole way. That's why they call it a song of ascents. It's while you are ascending, you should read this for your encouragement. While you are on this long, tedious, uphill journey, these songs are sung in order to fill your spirit when your body is empty. These songs are sung to encourage your soul when your body is tired. And so with that in mind, let's read Psalm 126. It says, when the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongue with shouts of joy. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We're glad. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the streams of the Negev. Th those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. He who goes out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. Last fall, not, not fall of 2021, but fall of 2020, um, I called a, uh, uh, oh no, yeah, last fall, last fall, fall of 2021, I, I called a, a lawn man because uh, I, I, got, I got a lawn um, and I don't have a green thumb. My, my thumb might be purple. I, I just, I don't know nothing about plants, anything about keeping a lawn. And I saw my neighbor's lawn up the street and my neighbor's lawn is pristine. My neighbor across the street, his lawn is nice as well. And I'm looking at my lawn like, I, I, can't, I can't go out like this. I can't, I can't be that guy in the neighborhood. And so I called the lawn man and I said, hey, what do I do? He said, all right, here's, what, here's the first thing you need to do, uh, Mr. Manning, you need to do a seeding and aeration. He said, I can do that for you. It'll cost you this, this much money. Those of you who have gotten that done, you know what that number is. Um, and, and I said, it's gonna cost me how much? <laughs> 
He said, but you need to do this. This is necessary. Um, if you want your lawn to look anything like your neighbor's lawns, you need to do a seating and aeration. And so, um, and so I paid a few hundred dollars. He, he came and he did the seating and aeration. I watched him the whole time. This is not easy work. It better not be for how much he charged me. And so, um, and so he did his seating and aeration. I watched him. He got this big machine and he poked holes in my lawn and he did the whole thing. Um, and, and, and the next day I came out to my lawn. Okay, okay, okay. Ah, it's just the next day. Um, the next week, I came out to my lawn. All right, well. Okay. A month later, I went out to my lawn, and then I called the dude. Because I paid you this much money. I watched you do this hard work, but I'm not seeing the results, and I think I want my money back. <laughs> and he said, Mr. Manning, you don't understand. The reason why we did this in the fall is so that you could have expectation of results, not in the fall, right. because the fall is sowing season. Oh. The expectation is for you to have results in the next season, in the spring season. And so you have to have clear expectations, not just of the work that you're putting in, clear expectations, not just of the investment that you are making, but you must also have clear expectations of what season it is. Have you been in a season of sowing? Maybe it's felt like a season of labor and struggling. Maybe it's felt like a season of great investment, but you haven't felt a return on that investment. I came all the way to Denver, maybe just to encourage you a little bit that your season of struggling is not just a season of struggling, it is a season of sowing. I know it's been a fight. I know you've been grinding. I know you've been working. I know you've been doing it at home because uh, of, of new guidelines. I, I know you've been doing it with a mask on, wondering if you can breathe while you're trying to pull this thing off. I know you've been doing it in a season of difficulty and you haven't been seeing the results that you had hoped to see. I just need you to remember that sowing happens in cold, dry, and dark seasons. And we never see immediate fruit when we are in sowing season, but if we would shift our perspective, what we will see is we'll be able to also shift our expectation. And so this psalm helps us in that. This song of ascent that reminds us in a difficult season of God's faithfulness. And in this passage, there are a few instructions that I'm going to try my best to get through and keep us on time because we got more stuff to do as we celebrate 10 years at Embassy. One uh, benefit, one helpful tidbit, one nugget of information uh, that we can pull from this text. Number one, I believe the text is teaching us to reflect on what was. Reflect on what was. 
Watch how the psalm begins in the first two verses. It says, when the, when the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, it was like a dream. Then our mouth was full with laughter. Our tongue was shouts of joy. It was a good time. The psalm begins remembering good times. And, and I, I wish I knew specifically what good time that the psalmist is referring to. Normally, there are context clues in these psalms. Normally, the, uh, the, the, the superscription helps you out a little bit. Normally, there's something in the psalm that says, oh yeah, they're writing that around this time, or they're reflecting on that time. In this particular psalm, we have no idea what they're referring to. You know why? Because the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion so many times that we can't even pick one. I don't know which one. God has been good so many times in their lives, we don't even know which time he's talking about. Maybe it's deliverance from Egypt. Maybe it's emergence from the wilderness. Maybe it's conquest in Canaan. Maybe it's the completion of the temple. Maybe it's return from exile. But at some point, they remember God has been good. And because God has been good, I can reflect on what was and not allow my present circumstances to distract me from what God has done in the past. Let's reflect on what was. God has blessed you so many times. Pick one. Reflect on what God did. Well, what you talk about? I don't know you. <laughs> uh, Pastor Brandon mentioned my children. I got three boys. They are the, the light of my life. It's, it's only because yesterday was so crazy that I couldn't bring one of my, one of my boys with me uh, to Denver. Uh, um, but but one, one thing being a parent of, of young children is that when children get frustrated, their memories get amazingly short. And so in my house, I don't know what happens in y'all's house. I'm just telling you what happens in my house. In my house, uh, phrases get tossed around like, you never let me do anything oh, fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, never, never is a, is a strong, never is a superlative word. I, never, never. Am I not the same dad that took you to Chuck E. Cheese just last week? Am I not the same dad that just bought you a video game for the PlayStation? Am I not the same dad who took you to the trampoline park so you could jump up and down for an hour and a half at the trampoline park? Am I not the dad that sat here and played six rounds of Uno with you? Am I not the same dad that let you stay up till midnight watching WrestleMania? Knowing you was going to fight me when it was time to get up and go to church. And we're laughing because we got kids, but we do the same thing to God. And we fuss at God because we are struggling. We are struggling because we are in the middle of a circumstance that's not so fun. And we are saying to, we, we say to God, God, but what about? And God, I believe, is saying your memory is so short. Reflect on the times of joy. Reflect on when I came through for you. Reflect on when I held you through a pandemic. Reflect on when I kept you in health. Reflect on how I have blessed you so that if you are in a frustrating season, you can reflect on what was. Yes, yes, yes. 
I spent too much time on that one because there's something else that the text says. The text tells us that we should reflect on what was. But the text also tells us that we should inspect what is. Let's inspect what is. Pick up again at verse 2. Then our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongue with shouts of joy, and they said, they said, they said, not us, them, they said among the nations. People don't even know God, but they said among the nations. The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. A moment of epiphany for the psalmist. It's a shame when people who don't even know God look at your life and say, look at how God has blessed her. And you don't even see it. Other people around them recognized God's blessing on their lives. And they didn't even see I need you to hear this really quickly. That's, there's somebody watching you who would love to have your problems. Come on. Yeah. Come on. I've been in church all my life, and so I, 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 we listen to songs uh, from, from people like uh, a guy named Walter Hawkins. Walter Hawkins said it like this, be grateful because yeah. someone else is worse off than you. Be grateful because someone else would love to be in your shoes. That's what's happening in this psalm. I, I believe that, that the psalmist is recognizing that the, the nations are looking at us and saying, the Lord has been good to them. And y'all, we miss it. And it usually happens, y'all, because where we are doesn't look like where we planned. Oh, I, I'm talking to a row full of pastors. I, I know what it's like to be a pastor and, and start a church or start at a church and, and have dreams of what it would look like. And we, and we look at it and say, oh, man, here's what it's going to look like. And this is what we're going to do. And here we're going to take all of Denver for the kingdom. And, and we're going to grow out of that school auditorium. And, we go, and, and, we get, and, and, and then we look at where we are as a, in comparison to where we want it to be and say, nah, we, we not, this not it. Uh, uh, but, but what I believe believe the Lord is saying is stop looking at where you are compared to where you want to be and look at where you are compared to where you were and recognize that what you got is pretty doggone good and where you are is only because of the hand of God that is I know that you wanted to have that promotion by now I know that you wanted to make some more money by now I know that you wanted to be at a different time in your life by now I know that you had a plan to be married and to be moved on and have kids and have your white picket fence by now. I know that you had plans. But don't let your wish for what will be cause you to miss inspection of what is. And so, remember remember what what, what the psalmist said in verse 1. He said, said, man, we it was like a dream. And sometimes we forget that where we are right now is where we dreamed to be 10 years ago. Oh, I know you're having marriage problems, and your marriage problems make you forget that she was the girl of your dreams not too long ago. 
I know you're having some job issues, but and and and, and the, your coworkers and your boss are getting on your nerves. You, it makes us forget that when we got the job, we praise God because it was an answer to prayer. Yeah, some of us been finding some health issues, but and sometimes that makes us forget the last time God blessed and healed us. And so sometimes what kills our faith is not the pandemic, it's not the loss, it's not the financial struggle, it's that the badness causes us to forget all of God's goodness. Oh my goodness. Lord Jesus. So he said, the Lord has been good to us. We are glad. Yes. I love it because this glad is a present tense glad. It's not we will be glad. It's not we was glad when it was good. No, it's a reflection. It's an inspection of what is and deciding that no matter what I'm going through, no matter what the situation is, no matter the fact that I'm going up this long hill, no matter the fact that I'm struggling, I'm not going to wait until God gives me my next blessing to decide to be glad. God has been good to us and we are, present tense, glad. Not I will be glad when we get this. Not I will be glad when I get that promotion. Not man, I'll be glad when I ain't got to wear this mask. Not I will be glad when I get to do this or that. Not I'll be glad when I get married or I'll be glad when we have a kid or I'll be glad when these kids get out of the house. No, I am going to determine that I am going to be glad present tense because if my gladness is attached to the next thing that God does, then my gladness will always be trapped in a box marked next. And so, and so, and so, the, the psalm gives us help in times of difficulty and struggle. And it encourages us to reflect on what was and to inspect what is. Oh, but that's not it, y'all. I got eight minutes to give y'all this last one. <laughs> Expect what is to come. Expect what's coming. Mm-hmm. I'm not making it up. It's in your Bible. It's in verse 4. The next, he makes a request and then speaks of his expectation. Watch it. Verse 4. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the streams in the Negev. Those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. He who goes out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. Oh, man. Okay, so in order to understand this, you got to understand what the Negev is. It says, restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the streams of the Negev. Here's why that's significant. Uh, The Negev is a geographic region in southern Judah. Uh, in, 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 the, in Negev, it's very, very dry and arid all throughout the summer with very, very little vegetation. But every winter, every winter, rainwater would fill the wells and springs and create sustainable vegetation that would last for the next several months. Okay. Here's what he's saying. The people 
expected every year that even though they had come through this dry and arid season, every year in the Negev, like clockwork, rainwater would fill the wells and it would give food to the vegetation. Here's what he's saying. He's saying, restore our fortunes, O Lord, in a manner in which we know it's coming and we expect it to come. It's our expectation that you will restore our fortunes and you will do it like clockwork. Sometimes, y'all, we miss out on what God wants to do because we just didn't expect it. It's not that God didn't do it. It's something sapped us of our expectation. How can I explain this? Oh, oh, The Incredibles. Uh, I, I got kids. I got kids. And so, um, and so uh, w- with my kids, we, we watch Disney movies, Disney Pixar movies, and I act like um, that I'm not enjoying the movies as much as the kids are. My, my favorite movie is The Incredibles. There's a scene. There's a scene in The Incredibles. Um, Mr. Incredibles having a bad day. He's having a bad week. He's having a bad month. Uh, but the thing about being Mr. Incredible is even on your worst day, you're still incredible. And so there's a scene, Mr. Incredible having a bad day. You know, he's in this he's big guy in his little car. He's driving home from traffic. He's mad. He gets home and he slams the car door. And the car door slams and knocks the car over. And there's this little boy who done pulled his tricycle up <laughs> and pops his gun like, wow. Right, right. Another day, uh, Mr. Incredible having a bad day. He gets mad because what he did the last time messed up the car. And so now the car door won't close. And so he picks up the car yeah. with one hand. He glances over. Yeah. And this little boy done pulled his tricycle up. Yeah. And Mr. Incredible said, what are you looking for? Yeah. And he said, there yeah, you got it. He said, I don't know. Something amazing, I guess. Watch it, because you just missed the theology. The little boy, every day, pulled his tricycle up to Mr. Incredible because he had an expectation that even though Mr. Incredible was on his worst day, he would still do something incredible. Now, here's what happens to us when we go to seminary. When we go to seminary, seminary uh, gives us theology, but our theology messes up our expectation. Here's why. Because the the need of us in seminary and in theology is for us to be able to explain everything. We go to seminary so that we can have a systematic theology so that everything can be explainable. And then once we get to the point where we can explain everything, our theology messes up our expectation of a God who is incredible enough to do things we can't explain. But there's nothing wrong with the little boy's theology. He parked his little tricycle and rolled up on Mr. Incredible and said, I expect you just by the nature of who you are to do something incredible. And so I'm going to hold on to my theology, but I'm not going to let my theology mess up my expectation because I believe that God is just God enough to do something that I can't explain. 
Excuse me for feeling like I'm at home. I know y'all ain't used to all this hollering. I promise I'm going back to DMV tomorrow. I got to shut this thing down. But, but I, I can't shut it down without showing you these last couple of verses. He said, those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. He said, those who go out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall surely come home rejoicing with shouts of joy, bringing sheaves with them. Stop. Hold on, player. Right there. How can you have such certainty? Here's how. Because you didn't let your tears stop you from sowing. He didn't say those who had tears. He said those who sowed in their tears. He didn't say those who wept. He said those who go out weeping, but also bearing the seed for sowing. I cannot, excuse me for all the prosperity preachers, but I cannot prepare a harvest that my, I cannot prepare for a harvest that my tears stop me from sowing. I came to tell you that you can cry and sow at the same time. I came to tell you that you can weep and still put in work. I came to tell you that you can cry. I know it's crying time, but it's also sowing season. And I know it's tough, Pastor Brandon. I know it's tough, Pastor Derek. I know it's tough, Embassy Church. I know you're going through difficulty and your tears might be necessary. I just want to encourage you. Don't let your tears stop you from sowing. You keep putting in that work. You keep giving what into the kingdom. You keep sowing into the kingdom. You keep tithing. I know we're on rocky ground right now and we don't know what's going on with this whole church merger thing. I don't even know if I like them people over there, but, but I want to encourage you. I know it might have some cause for tears. But don't stop sowing. Because I cannot live in expectation of a harvest that my tears stopped me from sowing. I know it's rough, but reflect on what was. I know there's some things that you feel like you're lacking, but inspect what is. I know that you got tears, but expect what is to come. Lord, thank you for your word. And thank you for how your Holy Spirit preaches it to us individually. Thank you, God, that you had something to say to us today. Now, today, may we be doers of your word and not hearers only. 